Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Stop Lying. I'm your host, the polar bear in the desert. Thanks for listening. Now, I have tried. I have tried to be quiet. I have tried to stay in my little corner of the world and let you embrace this season. You guys are actually winning football games. But every time I turn around off in the distance, I hear these drums beating. The drums of war, when they beat, warriors rise up. And so here I am to have an honest, pragmatic football conversation. Now, all year, all off season, I had Lions fans in my ear telling me, oh, this team is special. This team is different. We finally got the personnel. We're going to do great and amazing things. Okay, I had to listen to how the defensive line was going to be a decidedly improved unit, how the defensive line was going to stand forward and and carry this team to places that it has never been before. That same defensive line that you guys talked to me about and boasted about and bragged about and thumped your your chest about is ranked 22nd in the National Football League. It ain't but 32 teams in the league. So at best... You're at the tail end of the second tier. That's not sexy. Your defensive line has given up 125.3 yards per carry. The teams that are in front of you are Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Oakland. Let that sink in. The Oakland Raiders are three steps ahead of you when it comes to defending the run. Total defense Total defense right now, you're 23rd in the league, giving up 394 yards a game. Again, 23rd? I thought you guys were, I thought the defense was supposed to be this special unit, this this special thing that was going to propel you to places that you've never been before. The second round of the playoffs. Teams in front of you, Houston, the Jets, and Jacksonville. No shame, but let's be realistic in our expectations. Let's be very measured in what we say, because these little things called facts and statistics will treat you like that mole in whack-a-mole. I'm the hammer today. Let's keep talking. I heard about this revamped rushing attack and how, oh, carry on is the savior and he's going to do great and amazing things and and, and they rebuilt the team. And that's why we took a tight end in the first round to bolster the running game. We're going to take the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands, regardless of the fact that he's paid to pass the ball. Okay. Right now, you're averaging 98.7 rushing yards a game. That puts you at 18th in the league. Bottom half. Not bad, but it's certainly not as sexy as I was led to believe. You guys are like Jack coming home with magic beans. This is not what you said you were going to do. And yet, here we are. Teams that are running better than you, Oakland, Seattle, and Denver, in that order. Oakland 17, Seattle 16, and the Denver Broncos are 15. What's the problem? Carrion is this amazing back. I had, I had a Lions fan tell me I wouldn't trade carry on for any back in the league. Now, that's just foolish. See what we're doing here? 
we're embellishing. We are making more of what we have to simply make us feel better. Well, I'm here to offer a realistic assessment. You're not good at running the ball. Now, your passing offense, serviceable. Number 11 in the league, averaging 269 yards passing a game. Teams in front of you, Seattle, Washington, and the New York Giants. See, I'm trying to establish a peer group because if you can figure out where you belong in the herd, that gives you a more global view of the league. Because I know a lot of Lions fans don't think much of the Washington Redskins. I know a lot of Lions fans don't think much of the New York Giants, but when you are two and three spots behind those guys, that should be the flick of the light switch that lets you know exactly where you are in this league. But let's keep it moving because I don't want to keep you guys too long. Let's talk about this Kerryon Johnson, this, this unstoppable running back, this force of nature that's going to put Detroit's offense on pace and on schedule and make life for Stafford a lot easier. He has 126 yards rushing. 2.6 yards of carry. 2.6 yards of carry. 2.6 yards per carry. His longest run of the season is 11 yards. Wow. This is the guy you've been bragging to me about all offseason? This is, this is what you are all lathered up in that lion's butter to celebrate? He's a good piece of garbage right now. Now, I'm not saying he can't turn this season around because I saw a Lions running back break a 44-yard run. And a 44-yard run would turn his stat line inside out. But as it stands right now, <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all. And yet I still hear the, the beating of the drums. Now, these are the guys in front of him. Devin Singletary is in front of Kerryon Johnson. Devontae Freeman is in front of Kerryon Johnson. And Alexander Madison is in front of Kerryon Johnson. So there are two backup running backs that have more yards rushing this season than your starting running back. And you want me to show respect to this? Nah, we're not going to play those games. Because that's just ridiculous. He's not that good. He's not. He's the number 36 running back in the NFL. Name but 32 teams in the league. So that means every starter in the league is potentially better than him, along with four or five other backups. Is that really the product that you are so proud of? You're 2-0-1. Celebrate the wins, but don't beat the drum and tell me this is a good team, because it's not. You are winning football games. You are not playing winning football. Those two things are very, very different. Those two things are two sides of a coin. 
And when you flip that coin, <laughs> you got as good a shot as anybody. You got a 50-50 shot against teams that have challenges or have limitations as it relates to coaching or personnel. But Sunday, you're going to run up against a show enough, show enough. But we'll talk about Kansas City in a minute. I want to talk about Matt Stafford now. Matthew Stafford, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Fairly respectable. He's, he's doing the minimum that I expect from a quarterback. It's all sizzle, no stake. Right now, Matthew Stafford's quarterback rating is 97.5. Okay? 97.5. And there are a couple names that are ahead of him that I just I just want to bring up. I mean, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious as to how you feel about this. And I honestly want some response. Right now, Case Keenum is ahead of Matthew Stafford as it relates to quarterback rating. Case Keenum. Now, I know. I know. I will be, be hard-pressed to find a Lions fan that does not think that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Case Keenum. I, I, I couldn't do it. And yet the data says otherwise. Right now, Case Keenum playing the quarterback position better than Matthew Stafford. Making way less money. But, you know. Gardner Minshew. The rookie phenom in Jacksonville. Has a better quarterback rating than Matthew Stafford. He does. Check the numbers. It is what it is. And I know there is not a Lions fan who will tell me that Matthew Stafford is not better than Gardner Minshew. I, you, I wouldn't be able to pay somebody to tell me that. And yet, see, you guys are often blinded by the fact that he's the best you've ever had. But if you grew up in a household where your mama couldn't cook and all you ever had was bad cooking, then when your girlfriend comes over and she only burned the chicken on one side, you're you going to celebrate. This is amazing. No, it's still burnt chicken. It's just not as burnt as you're used to. The last name I want to bring up that is ahead of Matthew Stafford is Jacoby Brissett. He has a better quarterback rating than Matthew Stafford. His quarterback rating is 112, by the way. He's the highest of the three people that I, that I used as an example. And... 112, this guy was a backup. Let that sink in. There are backup quarterbacks that are better at playing the position than your guy is. Now, it is highly possible that Matthew Stafford is a better athlete. It is possible that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback. But what that leads us to believe is that the coaching staff is putting Matthew Stafford into some 
shall we say, less than desirable situations. But this is a coaching staff that he's a, he's a genius. They're, they're the Patriot way. Oh, my goodness. We're, 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 we're getting things in place. It's New England West. No, no. You know, when, when I was a young man, before I grew professionally, myself and my best friend, we would sit around and we would watch as our supervisor navigated the professional landscape. And we would talk about it. I don't know if I would have did that. If I were him, I would have done A, B, and C. Yeah, you're right. You know, like, what about this? Why didn't he look at this avenue? And so when I see your head coach on the sidelines being all stoic and silent and observing the game, it, it makes me think that he's very simply trying to be his former boss. There's nothing original there. He will say 500 words to answer a three-word question. Nothing original there. There's nothing profound taking place. He's not like Sean McVay, who's coming up with these amazing defensive schemes. He's a defensive guy. He's a defensive head coach. And yet your defense is in the bottom third of the league. That's not sexy. That's not what you sold me. I was sold that this guy was going to be the guy to turn it around. When in actuality, this team needs to form Voltron. You need Jimmy Johnson. You need Bill Parcells. You need Chuck Knoll. You need all of you need Seifert. You need five of the greatest coaches ever to come together and give that person a headset. Because this team is fundamentally broken. You can get mad at me for saying it out loud all you want to. But the fact of the matter is my mother was born in 1957. In her lifetime, she has only seen the Lions win one playoff game. And I think she fell asleep on that one. But let's get back to the topic at hand. You guys have won three football games. No, let me, let me fix that. You have not lost three football games. Two, oh, and one. You're undefeated going into your first real test. Now, week one against Arizona, your quarterback outdueled a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. Matt Stafford had an amazing game. 385, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Carry on wasn't so great. He averaged 3.1 yards a carry. And you ended up in a tie because your defense gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter. It is what it is. Took your foot off the gas. You played a great first three quarters. And then somebody went to sleep. Now, this is not a problem unique to this team because I remember a playoff game against the Saints where you didn't score a point in the second half. Countless games where that happens. 
And it's okay. But don't show up with a handful of magic beans and tell me that this is something that it ain't. This is not what you sold me. And as a football fan, as a consumer of this product, I have a measure of expectations that what's on the box is in the box. And you are the ad agency for this product. You tell me, oh, this, this, is, this is the year. This is it. And I tell you, wait now, hold on. And you say, oh, no. And then we get the, the drums beating. Boom, boom, boom. No, no, don't do that. Don't do it. Embrace it, enjoy it, but own it as well. Now, the second week. Week two, you face the San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers, whatever. Phillip Rivers in them. Matthew Stafford. A little less impressive. 245. Two touchdowns. Two interceptions. Carry on. Rushed for an improve. He improved. He got better that second game. He got a whole 3.4 yards of carry. You won in a dogfight. 13 to 10. You beat a team without far and away their best player. Melvin Gordon. I had a dude tell me Phillip Rivers is their best player. Get out of here with that. Philip Rivers is my age. We're not going to play those games. Melvin Gordon is one of the top five backs in the league. Phillip Rivers ain't no top five quarterback. Period. It is what it is. The only reason he's the best quarterback in his division is because of the division that he plays in. And you can argue that he ain't that. But you won the game. It is what it is. Moving forward. Last week, Matthew Stafford, 201 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. on Johnson, 1.8 yards of carry. What are we doing here, folks? What's, what's, what's the plan? Are we, are we going to give on 1,000 yards on 800 carries? Is that the plan? I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of. We've seen it before. But this is not what you sold me. You told me that there were measures of excellence that would be taking place. You told me you had the perfect coach paired with the perfect GM to give the quarterback the perfect weapons to play the perfect game. And I'm not seeing that. You told me that all of these former New England players that you were bringing over would go into this gumbo pot and come up with a culinary experience that I would not soon forget. That's what you sold me. That's not what this is. And so now you have a real chance. You have a real chance to go up against a real contender. You do. You do. This ain't Philly. Missing significant portions of their wide receiver core. This ain't San Diego. Without their best player. And this is certainly not a rookie head coach with a, a rookie quarterback. See, this is Andy Reid and his tinkering offense. Patrick Mahomes is everything that Donovan McNabb was plus some. See, he's Donovan McNabb with a cheat code. This is the real deal. 
So if you play this game and win it, you'll hear crickets from the polar bear. But we already know. You know I wouldn't trip. Yep. Yep. You played three games so far. You ain't won. You ain't lost none of them. That was easy. They was handpicked. But this guy, they was good fighters, but they wasn't killers like this guy. He'll knock you to tomorrow, Rob. So I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Because I'm going to open up this box every week. Because you sold me something. You sold me something. You put it on the side of the box. And I want to see if what you sold me is in that box. And if it's not, we're going to have to have another conversation. And that's okay. Because after this week, you got that dude that was on TV last night. And Aaron Rodgers looks like he might have figured some things out. You know, you look around this division. I got these Lions fans. And they're like, oh, we're easily the best team in this division. Oh, we're, we're better than these. Oh, oh, well, wait a minute now. Every team in this division has an identity. We know exactly what they are when they roll up. Minnesota is running the ball, period, point blank. Dalvin Cook is doing some amazing things coming out of that backfield. Foot in your chest. Get out of the way. That's who they are. People talk about Kirk Cousins not having a good season. You don't need to when you got this dude. Give it to him. Let him go. Chicago. It's a defensive team. They hit you hard and they hit you a lot. Coming around there, up the middle, the blind side, they pressure you. They, they force you into making mistakes. Green Bay, discount double check. That's all you need to know. But what are you? What do you hang your hat on? I've been listening to 5,000 yard sermons. How many points you get for that? What are you? You're supposed to be a running team, and yet you're averaging nothing. You're supposed to be a team built around stopping the run, and you're not stopping the run. I don't really know what to do with this team. But I'm going to watch. And I'm going to see what happens. And I want these drums to beat as loudly. When you wind up with six wins at the end of this season. Beat that drum for me. You heard it here first. I bet money that this team wouldn't win seven games. I bet money. I put my money where my mouth is. Yep. And you know what? I ain't scared at all. Because I've seen this movie before. I know how it ends. This team will break your heart. Again. Once you find yourself in a hole, first thing you do is stop digging. But... You guys like to keep digging into this hole. And the polar bear is trying to chill in the desert. 
sipping on some lemonade. But I hear those drums. Your next five games, Kansas City, Green Bay, Minnesota, the Giants, and the Raiders. Now, I don't expect you to beat Kansas City, but if you if you can compete, and I'm not talking about a game where the final score is 35 to 30 and Matt Scafford scored two meaningless touchdowns. I'm not talking about that because that's not what that's not real. You know, 30 to 16 rolling into the fourth quarter and and one of these fake comebacks. Nah, we're not going to do that. Not on this show. Nope. But just compete. Stay in it. Tell you what, hold Patrick Mahomes to 10 points. That's what I want to see. There you go. Do that. Then we can have a conversation in which I say, you know what? Maybe you guys have something here. But I don't think you do. Nope. Because right now I think you're winning in spite of your head coach. Because this dude don't have a clue. You might as well give him a PlayStation controller. He looks lost. But you got a pretty decent quarterback. He's not elite. No, he's not elite. I had a Lions fan tell me that Matthew Stafford, because Golden Tate said it. Golden Tate said in an interview that Matthew Stafford was the best quarterback he'd ever played with. And because Golden Tate said it, I was supposed to believe that. Two days later, Kenny Galladay comes out and says the same thing. Oh, Matthew Stafford, that's the guy. He's the guy. Okay. All right. And because these guys play in the league and because they have played with him, I'm supposed to believe that. And then a funny thing happened. Two days later, the NFL top 100 list is completed. And Matthew Stafford was nowhere to be found. So what that tells me is if I'm going to apply that same logic, he's really not that good. He's certainly not top 100 because the league said he's not. See what I did there? We can can do this all day. We can. We can do this all day. And I will continue to win. I will continue to pound your skull in. Because at the end of the day, the numbers and the data prove me right. Look, it's okay to like a bad football team. It's okay to be fans of a bad football team. But when the data says they're bad, just say, you know what? I like bad cooking, but don't tell me it's delicious. Now, these are the quarterbacks that finished ahead of Matthew Stafford. And I'm not going all the way up the list because that would be too time consuming. I don't have nothing to prove and you probably wouldn't listen no way. But Carson Wentz ahead of Matthew Stafford. Cam Newton ahead of Matthew Stafford. Kirk Cousins is listed ahead of Matthew Stafford. Matt Ryan. Ahead of Matthew Stafford. 
I could stop right there. I could stop right there because the next ones are Deshaun Watson and, and Baker Mayfield. Those are 100 to 50. So we know anybody above that, he, he doesn't belong there. He belongs right where he lives. He lives around number 22, number 23, number 24. Regardless of how you pay him, that's where he belongs. Now, you can email me at polarbearinthedesert at gmail.com. And don't just type it. Pull out your phone, turn on the recording function, record me a message, and email me that. I want to hear your voice. The good ones, I'll play some of them. I'll play some of them. I went to school for this. So I can, I can include your voice on my podcast. Give it to me. Give it to me. Put it on wax. Put all of your enthusiasm and sincerity and vitriol for me. Put it on wax. And I'll tell the world what you said. Next week, we're going to have a conversation about what happened in this Kansas City game. Thank you for listening to Stop Lying. I'm the polar bear in the desert. I'm Ghost.